We're live. Sports Detention Podcast. We're here in the Robert Allenby Studios. A bit of a made-over Robert Allenby Studios. How good does it look, Gregor? Mm. You've done magnificent well, work here, mate. It's got a bit of a football feel. We've just mm. had the football special, yep. so we've got that um, for the football show. Yep. However, that is the kit. Mate, got the kit, got the kit. But, uh, yeah, we thought we'd do the old G in here as well. Of course. Why not? Why mm. not? So welcome to our listeners and viewers. Um, as always, like, subscribe to the show. Um, mate, it's been a good week. It has, it has. Mm. Merry Christmas to one and all out yeah, there. Yeah, Merry Christmas. It's that time of the year. Yep. Um, we're all obviously going to be all over the uh, the festivities in the next week or two. So, mm. um, But uh, we keep chugging here at the Sports Attention Pod. We roll. Should we, we roll. keep going? Should we get into it? Let's roll. We're here, we're live, the Sports Attention Podcast. Potty, mate, big week. What has caught your eye this week? First thing that has caught my eye, mate, is uh, Ricky Ponting. Currently doing coverage for their series uh, Australia vs Pakistan for mm. Channel 7. So Channel 7's got the cricket. They've got the yeah. cricket. I'll They've be watching the... it on the uh, on the stream. Yep. On, yeah, on mm. Me too, me yeah, too. So. Um, but, um, you know... I'll ask a silly question here. You know who Ricky Ponting is, don't you, mate? Yeah, he's the bloke who got punched out at the Birmingham Beef Steak. That's him. That's him. Yeah. And uh, you know very – you would think that most people in a, who, who like a bit of Australian sport know who Ricky Ponting is. Well, he plays a little bit of cricket on the side. Well, he's uh, – some of the uh, fans out there, like me and you, have uh, – they've Notice that Channel Seven has done Ricky dirty. They've um they've oh. titled it. Yep. So uh, oh, I what have they that. done? Yeah. Well, the, as Ricky pointing, you know how when a commentator's um on screen and they're taking you through a um you know halftime show or something like that mm. or a bit of a preview for the day, they put a little yeah the um, thirds yeah, yeah yeah they put a little something underneath about mate, the cricketer. We've got thirds here on the sports attention Do we ever, podcast, mate. mate. Do so we if ever? For our YouTube viewers, you would notice that we got thirds. What was your third, mate? COVID survivor, mate. Okay. And I was a little dirty on that as well. <laughs> oh, two time. Two, two time. Oh, two COVID time. Survivor. COVID survivor. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, for the listeners and viewers, yeah, you'll see a change this week. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Now, what they've said about Ricky is former cricketer, Ricky um, Pointing. <laughs> what about. Wow. What about Australia's greatest ever run scorer, yeah. Ricky Pointing? What about three time World Cup winning player? Ricky Ponning, two-time World Cup winning captain. What about... Could I say best point fielder? Maybe the best point fielder of mm. all time. Jaunty Rhodes would argue. Jaunty Rhodes. bloody good, oh, both of them. Jaunty. How good mm. was Jaunty Rhodes? Made fielding cool before it mm. was cool. Well yeah. done, Jaunty Rhodes. But... Come on, Channel 7. Maybe a yeah, little bit of do, research. He was the Australian captain for five or six years. There's a reason you pay him a shitload of money to do your country. Yeah. Yeah. Former cricketer. I yeah. mean, you know, it, it got me thinking about the undersell. I mean, you know, what did they have when, um, you know, Ted Bundy was getting let into court, mate? <laughs> Criminal. Criminal, yeah. <laughs> Petty oh, theft. Mate. Yeah, yeah. 
Oh, come on. Come Wait. on. Yeah, you gotta you gotta be better for poor old Ricky. Yeah, yeah punter. 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 <laughs> you could have just said punter and it's probably more respect. Golf enthusiast. Yeah. Something. Something. So anyway, uh, come maybe. on, Channel 7. We need to be better. Uh, Rightio, mate. What else you got? Mate, something else that caught my eye. We're nearing the end of the year. And as all of us do when we're nearing the end of the year, what do we start to think about? What will 2024... Think about then? next year, mate. Yep. What will that bring? Well, some people don't have to wonder, mate. And I'm not talking about Nostradamus here. I'm mm. talking about Bubba Vanga. Bubba Vanga. <laughs> Have you heard of Bubba Vanga? Uh, I haven't, mate. Bubba Vanga. It sounds like um, yeah, some sort of eBay from the Middle East. It does. Yeah. Or a, well, that's um, Alibaba. Alibaba. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or um, a wrestler from the mid-90s in mm. uh, WWE. Anyway, uh, Bubba Vanga is famous so she's a blind woman living in Ukraine, yep. and I think she's um, um, uh, passed away now. But she um, essentially, she's dead. yeah, I think so. Okay, yeah. so she's not a blind woman, woman living in Ukraine. She's no. a dead woman. She, she's a dead yeah, woman. Okay. I, I believe. Okay. I believe. <laughs> um, but she had the ability to see into the future. Okay. Yeah. Well, so, she couldn't see. No, she couldn't see in the present, so she could see into the future. This is getting better. Oh, well, some of the things that she um, predicted, mate, she predicted um, the uh, fall of um, the Soviet Union. Okay, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Well, the I mean, was on the wall. America don't like communism. It was probably going to happen. <laughs> she predicted that in 1988. Yeah. Uh, she predicted that Ukraine would get invaded by Russia. Oh, I mean, I mean, draw up your borders and the people will try and kick them down, won't they? <laughs> Which time? Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, um, you know, there are plenty of other things that she was rumoured to have predicted as well. Arsenal bottling the premiership last yeah, well, year. Well, I not mean, the premiership, the title last year. Yeah. But anyway, you know. So, uh, you know, what, is she, what do you what's think? She got, she, what is she, what's she got in order, mate? What do you think she's got in store for 2024? Oh, mate. Major oh. world events. She's got major world events in store, such as... Um, uh, A Penrith like, Panthers four-peat. Large storms, mate. Yeah, oh, large storms. Rain. <laughs> Rain. Oh, mate. So um, I had a good laugh at old uh, mm. Bubba Vanga. So. Now, looking at Bubba Vanga, like there's there's a, an image of her... Um, you know, mm. yeah, she. I mean, that is what I looked like after our Christmas party last year. <laughs> I mean, I, I was blind, but you know, I was. I had that squint, that yeah. that drunk squint. And um, you were making um, predictions about the future as well, if I'm not absolutely. mistaken, Grego. Yeah. Ne- this will never happen again. <laughs> <laughs> um, Wrong. <laughs> However, the fact that she's been referred to as the Nostradamus of the Balkans <laughs> is, <laughs> I mean, you're dead set. I mean, that's, that's going straight on your LinkedIn page, isn't oh, it? I'll tell you what, I would be writing that for the rest of my life. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, so she kicked the tin 26 years ago at age 84. Yeah. Um, yeah, anyway. Uh, yeah. Oh, well, we'll keep an ear out uh, for... FYI, anyone who goes on and reads this article and is a little bit panicked about the future, swing and a miss last year for Bubba Vanga. Yeah. So, you know. yeah, well, it's all good. I mean, she's predicted that the world would end in 5,078. Oh. Um, but anyway, I mean, I probably won't hold my breath. No. That probably won't affect me. But anyway. Look, uh, if, I, um, if I get to 5,000, then what is it? 
78. I'll, I'll raise the baton. If I get to 5,000, the year 5,078, see that picture above a Venga? <laughs> that's what I'm going to look like. <laughs> oh, uh, mate. So a couple of things caught my eye. I couldn't help running away with Bubba Venga. Bubba Venga. Yeah, so very good, mate. Uh, what's caught my eye? Perseverance, mate, as educators, as fathers. Mm. I mean, we just absolutely admire perseverance and we got a very, very good demonstration of that during the week, mate, in the news. Mm. Um, Paulini, do you remember Paulini? I do. Australian Idol season Australian one. Australian Idol singer. Yeah, did would she come third? Or yeah, I think behind uh, Guy Sebastian and maybe... Um, Shannon Noll. Shannon, Shannon Nolsey, yeah. yeah. Did she come third or was that... Um, was the the... Starts with a C. C. Um, um, yeah, I don't know. I think she was in the running. She, she was there about. She was. Yeah. Oh, she, it was star studded that first yeah. one, wasn't it? Though? So anyway, um, she's been banned from driving again, mate. But she is determined to continue. Hopefully not driving because she's been disqualified. No, for a no, while. that's you know that's not cool. Not that's not the per- perseverance. She's going to continue to persevere to get her peas. Is she? <laughs> Paulini has um, – she was placed fourth. So she placed fourth mm. uh, in the 2003 season, uh, 41. She was caught driving a motor vehicle while suspended. Um, however, she – it comes six years after she was handed a six-month suspended jail sentence, and this is according to the Daily Mail, for pleading guilty to bribing a public official. Yeah, right. Trying to get the licence, yeah. 850 bucks. Um, however, it just comes in in this article um, – that she's still only on her L's. I mean, so she's basically been driving for 20 years with a horrific driving record, but still on her L's. Remember when she was dating Wes Nagama? I do, I do. And then they left court because I think they had like a, an appearance. I don't know. I think it might have even been driving related, yep. related but it wasn't Paulini because she was the one who apparently had a licence, but Wes, who didn't have a licence, got in the car and drove yeah, off. I remember. <laughs> Oh, Wes, dear idea. So anyway, um, Paulini, look, we're here at the Sports Attention. We've got your back. You go get them, girl. You <laughs> get those peas. Mm. Um, you know, hopefully, I mean, in terms of you got great stories like Rudy. Some people think it was a great story. <laughs> um, you know, the Mighty Ducks, yep. another great Disney film, great Are you suggesting uh, Disney might be acquiring the rights to this heartfelt struggle for the right to drive? Yeah, it might be a plot twist to Cars 4. Oh, yep, righto. Paulini. Righto, right. Mm. Well, good on you, Paul. Voice of an angel. Yep. Shit driver. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, she, so she's never legally been allowed to drive? I don't think so. I think yeah, she's right. only just, I could be wrong, but anyway, speculation's what we're all about. Yep. Um, allegedly, she has been on her L's. For all this time. Um, but, you, you know, dig your heels in, darling. Um, keep training. Keep learning. Stop driving, for fuck's sake. Stop driving. Like, I um, mean, the song writes itself. I mean, yeah. just... But, um, yeah, you, you get your peas, darling. Mm. Okay. Rightio, mate. Um, Leichhardt Oval. Leichhardt. Mate. Brisk walk in the park. Apparently um, news is coming out that Leichhardt Oval is going to be open for the public to utilise as a park facility. Obviously things are pretty built up in the inner west there. Yep, in yep not a lot of space. Balmain mm. and that um, that area. There's some nice walking tracks. Like Canada Bay is bloody beautiful down there. Yeah, city. yeah. Like you, you know. But to give the local residents who are, 
you know, rate-paying residents yeah. around the area, a bit access to some more greenery. Mm. Um, the idea is for this summer they're going to open up Wayne Pierce Hill. There you they're go. They're open go. it up. Would you go sit in the scoreboard? Yeah, would, wouldn't you? Like, yeah. you'd be mad not to if you yeah. lived in the area. Just I go for so. a wander. But apparently you can take your dogs in there. You've got to stay off the playing surface. That's a, I mean, that's a no-brainer. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, to be to take a picnic lunch on into Leichhardt Oval and sit on the hill and, you know, let so, your dog run around and shit everywhere, yeah. it's great. So wasn't this um, sort of the case over at um, Brookvale? Uh, a few years ago, and they like they realised that there were people walking their dog on the oh, yard like the, yeah. the day before they, yeah. you know, yeah. Well, everyone thought Brett Stewart was just love scoring drives. <laughs> you just didn't want to land in dog shit. <laughs> I, I mean, it's a good idea in principle, but we know what people do with good ideas. Yeah, and what generally. I wonder is what I wonder is um, what um the American public are going to be thinking when we're selling this game to America. They go, look at the beautiful Leica <laughs> and you've got a, and you've got a poodle doing, doing a big shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh. That Labrador definitely doesn't eat canned food. That's clean snap. Oh. Um, look, mate, final one. This is a big one, Pasty Wars. Mm. Now, pasty, as I mean pastry, pasty. If you have that that British twang to you, um, have you seen this story, mate? About um, the fella who's purchased the last pasty from the pie shop, and there's been pasty rage. So what has happened? And I've got the video here uh, for our viewers. Is um, a pensioner has purchased a has missed out on the purchase of the final pasty from the pie shop, and he's gone. You know what? This is bullshit. I'm not having it. Mm. Um, and he's decided to run down uh, the customer who bought the last pasty with his mobility scooter. Like run him over? As we look at the video here, the footage here, he's just come after him. He's got the pasty. He's taken a bite. Oh, he's going into it. Oh, God, he's knocked Knocks him over. Knocks him over. Can I just state as well, the um, individual he's knocked over, you wouldn't describe as a spring chicken either? No, no. I mean, he was lucky to be on his feet. He wasn't on him for long. But if we just wind it back here, he's got the passy going, oh, what are you doing, mate? Oh, knocks him over. Passy rage. Foot stuck under the skirter too. They're good though, the passies. You can, can you understand the rage to a degree? I can. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, it reminds me of a time when um, I was in Jindabyne and we all got kicked out of the um, of the pub there. I can't forget, remember what the pub's called there. But um, someone got glassed. So, yeah. I mean, it was no no one that we were involved with, obviously. Um, but anyway, so they shut the pub down. Everyone's had to leave. So everyone's hit the pie shop. Yep. How's Stat. Got to get to the pie shop. My mates bought all the buys yeah. and we're just sitting, you know, there's a line up out the door and we're just sitting on the picnic benches just being drunk idiots, mm. going multiple pies. Yeah. Bring him. And he brings out all the pies. He's pretty much just, you know, taking a Moses Leota hit up through the crowd to get out with the pies and everybody was filthy. And we just sat there like grubs yep. on the bench eating all the pies. I'd have been filthy at that, mate. There's something similar happened um, one time when I was at uni out at the beautiful Armadale, mate, and, Ooh, uh, yes. and all the pies were taken. So I ended up buying a baguette. <laughs> <laughs> Bad move. Bad oh, move. Yes. Well, so, yeah, for some reason, I don't know why French baker, baked goods would be the mm. thing out in Armadale, mate. Yeah. 
No, I was uh, out of options. All good, mate. Righty, common sense. <laughs> well, should we get into some footy chat? Let's roll, mate. The rugby league final was a big Wembley occasion. Oh, get that in here! Rightio, a bit of footy chat. Mate, a bit of footy what chat. What we got, And a uh, big one this week, mate. Obviously, we're getting into the mighty Parramatta Eels and the Penrith Panthers. Our teams. Our teams, mate, yeah. our teams. So, uh, Parramatta, I'll jump in first, mate. Obviously, had a really disappointing year last year, number of factors, but the long and the short of it is they missed out on the finals after mm. making the grand final the previous year. And you can make all the excuses up you want, but essentially that's not good enough for a club of um, Parramatta's popularity. Mm-hmm. Um, the big talking point over nearly well, nine or ten months now, mate, has been um, their quest for an X-Factor player and uh, someone in the outside backs. They still haven't nabbed that player as of yet. So yeah. um, I um, we've been through speculation plenty of times on this show about um, who that might be. But, um, yeah, I, nobody's um, jumping, jumping for joy to come to Parramatta at the moment. That is... X factor, as you would say. Yeah, and I don't know how much cap space they've really got to purchase someone who's going to demand X factor. Yeah, pay packets. So I think they've got some cash. They've sp- Brad Arthur mentioned that again recently that mm. they still got some cash set aside. But um, you know they don't have a million dollars to to bring a Ryan Pappenhausen's contract to the club or something. They've yeah. got to be looking for a little bit of um value for money. Someone who can provide something in um some. Bang for your buck, if you will. Look, they've still got a fantastic pack, a really good pack. Um, their front row, Penrith and Broncos, are probably the other really great consistent middle that middles yeah. in the competition. Plenty of um, uh, growth on the edges. It's just those, and their halves are very, very good. And and well, if they can find, they can stay on the field. Mm. And. Uh, of hooker, which I think you've brought up before, Gregor, mm-hmm. is going to be our issue, as is going to be um, our outside backs. I, I look at our back four at Parramatta um, that finished last year, Sean Russell, Mike Acevo, Will Penasini and Bailey Simonson. And I'd say those back four, um, probably about the 10th or 11th, maybe 12th best back four in the competition. Yeah. And there's okay. not a lot of depth there, so... That's where mm. um, that's where we need to grow, and not a lot of youngsters that are ready to come through this year. Blaze Tawalangi, yep, he's a red hot prospect. He's in the top thirty squad, but most of these young fellas, Richard Penasini, etc., that you Dick heard, Penis, Dick Penis, that you heard mm. coming through last last year. <coughs> Excuse me, <mate. laughs> I'm just choking, choking, on choking on Dick Penis. <laughs> <laughs> oh. We love you, Richard. So, um, yeah, so Parramatta, obviously the biggest shift is going to be you, you're trying to keep Dylan Brown on the field. Yep. Um, there was That was obviously a big la- loss last year, but, I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know how much changes with the without a, a shift in especially the strike power out wide. Mm. Well, I think if we're going to win a comp, we either need to get a bit of luck and... Someone comes through who yeah. turns into that strike, or we um, need to buy someone with that strike. I think Parramatta had an atrocious year last year as far as um, 
luck was concerned with injuries, but also discipline. We mm. we had, I think, 25 games last year where someone was suspended for, yeah. and the next highest was 17 or something like that. Penrith was four games missed through suspension. So ill-discipline killed us in a horrible start to the year. If Brad Arthur... um doesn't get them back to the finals. And I think they will if they have a better year as far as luck is concerned and discipline. I think they will bounce back even if they don't really bounce back, if that makes sense. But uh, I think he'll end his 11-year tenure at the club. Yeah, I can't see. If they don't make the finals, I can't see BA staying there. Mm. Um, The Rift, mate, they've had had some hard time, so, you know. Yeah. Um, Look, it's... Some interesting roster moves. Obviously, um, there's a there's a big one that's rumoured to have occurred, but that's sort of not for another year. Yeah. Um, Paul Alamotti coming in. Um, Dane Laurie is a is another one that's looked as though it's a depth signing, but with the news this week, it looks like well there could be an opportunity or a window opening up there. Um, also, too for Brad Schneider, so former Raiders player on loan to Hull KR yep. last season over in the UK Super League. Um, and Riley Price, son of Steve Price. So if he's, I mean, if he's eighty percent of his dad, he's, he's going to be a, first, he's be a good first grader. Um, yeah, but anyway, so so it's really they're they're in that transition phase as a club where you you're obviously losing players like quality. You're losing Jack Cogger, who was mm. obviously a great depth uh, depth signing last season. Stephen Crichton, um, Tom Jenkins. You know he was he was good out on the wing when he came in for a few games last season, especially having that additional depth when uh, both Taylor and May and. Um, Sunia Taruva were injured at yep. times, um, you know. So he played, had some had some good matches. And Spencer Lenny, who's obviously a big with the grunt up front, and um, Jamin Salmon was always there or thereabouts. He probably once he did sign with the Dogs, mm. and it looked like his future lied away from Penrith. Um, you know, he didn't get much game time towards the back end in the final series, Salmon. But he's, I mean, that's not to say he's. He's not a quality player, and he added a lot to that squad. So mm, yep. there's been a fair few shifts. I think it's basically, you know, it's the Nathan Cleary show now. I think it really is, like um, just with that depth around him that has started to dissipate a bit. Obviously, great professionals such as Dylan Edwards and and the outside backs that are, are coming into their own as first graders now. But it's really that time that if we're going to continue this dynasty or continue to be competing in grand finals it's really gonna that's a lot of pressure to put on nathan's shoulders because you know he's he's the man he eats it for breakfast though nathan cleary the, the penrith how they go this year look if you it's one of those ones where they're the team you bet on if you've got to bet your life for who's going to win the premiership because you're going to have to beat them but you just party you can't see them winning four in a row mm. Yeah, so, I'd agree with um, that. Essentially, so much luck goes into Penrith. Uh, sorry, goes into a premier team winning a premiership, players being fit at the right end of the year, mm. things like that. But there's so much other factors as well: hard work, discipline, and Penrith have got that in spades. So they're going to put themselves in the right position. I honestly believe Nathan Cleary could do his ACL in the first game and be wiped out for the entire season. And Penrith, the system they've got there, they would still find their way into the eight. No no drama. Yeah, that's a big call. So yeah. um, I just think 
they're that sort of a they're that sort of a squad at the moment. So preseason's looking good. Mm. They're getting the reps under their belt. Everyone's back in the, in the building now, uh, just before Christmas. But um, obviously, with Para going back to your team, big uh, Wiseman's Ferry camp. Mm. Um, so the boys got together for uh, some team building. So I mean, that's that's it. Training the house down. Training the house down. Well, that's a lock. <laughs> A <laughs> um, little discussion point is obviously uh, Luai to the Tigers. That appears as though it's a done deal. Yep. So six million over five years. Penrith just uh, weren't able to offer that sort of money. Mm. So he's obviously and you know fair play to him. He's um, he's got a career to look after. Um, however, you know that's that looks like that's the nature of professional sports. He's he's going to take the deal and. It's not a bad little um, little squad they're building over there at the Tigers. You've got Aiden Caesar there, uh, Appy Corosau, Jerome Bula, you know, Lua slides in there next year. They've they got a decent squad. Yeah, Will they compete? I don't know. But um, And, yeah. um, you know, the likes of Isaiah Papalihi, Johnny Bateman in the forwards will still be there when he gets there. Mm. Stefano Utakamanu is a very good chance of still being there. I think it might be an option in his favour, but you sign someone like... Jerome Luai gives him a reason to stick around at the yeah. club. So, um, well, look, I, I think it's a great signing by the Tigers if it does, in fact, go ahead. I know it's going to cost them a lot of money, mm. but I think that it's um, he's one of the really, really good halves on the market and they just desperately need a really good half. So yeah. bring him over. Um, yep, for that sort of money. Anything short of a premiership during the five years he's there, you're probably going to say that it's um, a, a fail normally. Mm. But it, with the Tigers, what they've had over the last 12 or 13 years, I if he got them to play finals football four out of the next six years, I think it's a win. Money in the bank. Yeah, that's an interesting take on that. I, I can't disagree. It's um, you know when you look at the competitive nature of the comp. Mm. Um, yeah, you've rattled off, we've rattled off some very, very good, promising up-and-coming players, but there's so many other, you know, variables that come to winning a premiership. But, yeah, I think if you get some competing again, it's a win for Tigers fans. Big question will be, and we'll just touch on this really quickly, will he play seven or will he play six over there? Yeah, I think if Aiden Caesar's there, you, I, you know, people will say, oh, well, he's getting paid that money, he needs to play seven. That's, that's a dumb sort of... Such a ridiculous yeah. thing. Oh, I don't. I disagree, mm. um, especially if you've got someone like Aiden Caesar who's not going to be paid, you know, in the higher bracket of halfbacks, but can do that organisational job. Yeah, oh, you look at um, Stephen Crichton over at Canterbury. Oh, that sort of money. He's got to play fullback. No. Best centre in the competition. Just play well, mate. Yeah, just play well. Yeah. Uh, Roddy, our stream of the week, mate. What do we got this week? Christmas season, mate, and uh, every mm. year. Myself and my wife, as it heads in December, we always get the Chrissy movies on, and yeah. we, we like to grab a couple of new ones each year, but a few tried and true as well. You're a Home Alone fan, aren't you? Oh, absolutely. Home Alone. Kevin McAllister. Yeah, Kevin McAllister. Macaulay mm. Calton. He's actually, his brother plays for Liverpool in the midfield. He does Alexis mm. McAllister. There, there you right. go, there you go. He's Argentinian, and mm. Kevin was from Chicago, so I don't know how that works, but anyway. I have to ask Berta. Yeah. Mm. Um... Mate, yeah. it's a classic. Absolutely right? classic. So Joe Home Pesci. Alone's your go. Yeah, Home Alone 1 and 2, get a start every year. Yeah. and um, National Lampoon's Christmas oh, Vacation's a that, winner for me. That usually gets a start on Christmas Day. Yeah, but I can't get, you know, the kids just, mate, they're out. Yeah. yeah they're not watching that. They're not watching any Chevy Chase. No. 
Yeah. Yeah. So, um, look, if you have any of our younger listeners, if you haven't seen Home Alone, and we're going back 30 odd years now, mm. get on Home Alone. It's still an Home old Alone. classic. Um, Ernest Saves Christmas. Did you ever see yeah, that one? Yeah, back yeah, in the yeah. Day? That's, yeah. Geez, that's taken I haven't back. watched that one in mm. a long time, but I'd, I'd be interested to check it out and see if it actually has. You know, aged well. Aged well, yeah. Some of them, oh mate, it's awful when you watch it again. You're like, what was I thinking as a child? Mm. Love actually, or oh, love actually, yeah. Mm. I mean, that's get your bride, that's sit right. down, yeah, tick in those boxes. Date night, mm. date night. Um, mate, I've just started the dive into painkillers. Have you seen painkillers on Netflix? Uh, no, oh, I have seen it come up. I haven't watched yeah. it. Yeah, so I was listening to a podcast with Peter Berg, who's the director producer. Um, he's done a fair few films, Lone Survivor. I think he was on Ballers. He yeah. acted in Ballers. He played the Miami Dolphins head coach. Did he? Yeah, yeah. But um, he's got this uh, series, Painkillers. So it's mm. about obviously it's a docudrama. So it's basically loosely documenting real events, but it's a, a dramatic, you know, yep. uh, TV series. And um, it's about obviously the OxyContin. Um, epidemic over in the states and painkillers and and how that's uh, uh, you know how that all arose and you know I mean it's a nightmare oh, when you look at it. Any reading or um, docos or even movies you see on this stuff is just incredible. Yeah, so basically, like doctors are just you know selling heroin. Yeah, yeah, it's it's fascinating too. I and I mean you know it'd be interesting to get a, a professional's idea in this. Um, However, you know how a lot of people talk about like illicit drugs where you talk about like um, marijuana, ecstasy, all those sort of recreational ones and they go, well, if the pharmacist just doesn't properly and then you can take out, you know, your local dealer on the corner, it's going to make things way better for people. It's like, well, no, this proves that it doesn't. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> people were getting access to legal heroin yeah. and it killed people. Like, it's, it's really fascinating when you think of it like that because it seems like – it just shows you that having a simplistic solution to these complex yep. issues such as this is just – yeah, it doesn't work. Yeah. But anyway, so yeah, so I, I've only just dove, dove into it. Mm. I'll um, – yeah, I'll keep chipping away with it, but it's a cracker. It was a good start. So yeah. if anybody's seen it um, and wants to give us a little nudge on the way and, and give us some encouragement well, Let us know what going, you think. Let us know what you think. Um, right here, mate. Should we get into the integrity report? Let's do it. Integrity. This is Democracy Manifest. Right here, mate. We've got integrity issues that need to be discussed here. This is a big one. Perhaps one of the most important. Absolutely. Um, what's the, the... Father-child tournament that's been going on over in the States because Tiger's back playing with his young fella, isn't he? He is, he is. Can hit a ball too. Mm, yeah. Charlie, they're... Charlie Woods. Charlie, yeah. Mm. Um, it's not about that. However, um, it does touch on the golf, the golf. So does a day at the golf question, Potty, does it require spikes? Because I don't know if you've noticed, but um, there's a current trend, and I've got a video here of a bit of... highlights package of people who are spectators at the golf who are obviously golf enthusiasts because mm. you know why else would you go to the golf to watch 
However, they're all wearing their golf shoes. <laughs> Have you seen this? <laughs> like, I'll play the video here. And this is this compilation of videos going around and everybody's wearing their golf shoes to watch the golf. None playing. Oh, so even one of them's got like boa laces, the the old zip up ones. Yeah, right. <laughs> this is an integrity issue because you don't see people going to the uh, NRL of the weekend wearing their footy boots. Team, we've talked about full kit wankers yeah, before, we haven't have. we? You know, yeah, but that's a. I mean, great point. You don't turn up, you know, and you're not at Family Hill at Penrith Park with your, you know, your with footy your boots on. Yeah. With your footy boots on. You don't. You don't. Um, you know, fans of the Premier League aren't in the bleachers wearing the Adidas Mundials, are no. they? Let's call it what it is. These people just want the others around them to know that they play golf. <laughs> That's what they want. <laughs> they want everyone around going, oh, look at those shoes. Oh, that golfs. bloke can hit. Uh, or is it the other side where they're just... Saying, well, if one of the players falls out, I might get the wild card. If they see oh, his shoes and go, that bloke, he's he can obviously play. Get him in. Yeah. Get him a start. Yeah. So, um, look, golf I, shoes. It's odd day. I'd, I'd probably rock up in your pluggers. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. If I'm going to the live, yeah. I'm probably wearing gum boots because they're going to get wet. They are because the get booze wet. is going to be flying. Yeah. Yeah. I um. So yeah. what are you reckon? No go for spikes? No go for spikes. <laughs> what are you doing? Just like a lot of these people are travelling for this. There's another pair of shoes you've got to pack. Yeah, that's you, true. And, you know, if you're just walking around and you're probably using the pathed areas, yeah. mainly for you as you're traversing around the, the golf course, you're just going to burn your spikes out. Yeah, that's exactly yeah, right. Like it's, yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, golf spikes at the golf. No go. No go. No deal. We've yeah. had enough of you. All right, mate. Should we get into the uh, all sports? Let's roll. All right, mate. Mate, fight time. Mate, some big fights good on the weekend. Good card on the weekend. It was a good card on the weekend. Um, the big one, uh, one of the big fights, Ian Gary um, versus Vincente Luque, they fell out, uh, oh. which was unfortunate. He got a pneumonia during the week, which is, uh, yeah, I mean, that's going to put a line through your name. Yeah. Yeah, case of pneumonia. So, uh, yeah, that unfortunately didn't go ahead. So a bit of bump in the um, in the card. However, um, some interesting fights that I looked at, uh, Paddy Pimblett. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fifth Beatle uh, versus Tony Ferguson. Now, Tony... Hang on. ...was training with our man, Goggins. Oh, yes. Okay, so... So, anyway, Goggins was actually in the corner for Tony. Was he? Yeah, so he... Was he, was he shouting out Stay Hard? Uh, I would hope so. Yeah. I mean, that would have been the minimum... Yeah, you, you would, would expect so. from Goggins. However, uh, I mean, you get to that point, Tony's four for so long. You could, mate, you could have your grandma in the corner. It doesn't matter. You know what's... Doing as long as you've got yep. one person who knows what they're they're talking about. Um, you know, Paddy ended up winning the fight. It was quite a dominant win um, on the cards. However, you know, Paddy as he moves up the ranks, his his chin up was a bit of a concern. You know, because he's I mean, it's there to be hit. Yeah. Um. You know, his his grappling was you know just far superior for Tony. Um. Tony's 
movement was good. It looked good early, but at the end of the day, his body's just not doing what it used to do. Yeah, you know, and that, and that's a bit of a problem for him. Um, you know, Paddy once he got the takedown in the third, and you know he just controlled that top position. You know, put a bit of a beat down on Tony, but. Um, Tony had opportunities there, but I think he fell victim to a career of being really, really dangerous off his back. Yep. So when he was on his back, he felt as though he could stay there and still be active with his guard and try and, you know, pull off a submission. But it's like, man, you know, Paddy's a legitimate black belt. He's not going to let you – he's not going to fall into that trap and he's, you know, he's winning the fight. Yeah, you yeah. need to get up. You need to stand. Um, yeah, so that was sort of the end of that. It was a very similar sort of fight in the Pantoja versus uh, Brandon Royval fight for the flyweight title. Um, Pantoja got really, really gassed towards the back end of the fight and Royval, especially in the fifth, was, you know, getting some really, really good punches going, um, you know, putting some good combinations together. Royval gets him down at the end. And, um, you know, control the position. He put him in a bit more danger grappling-wise early in the fight. But um, Sorry, Pantoja. But Royval just had to get up. Mm. You know, there wasn't enough emphasis on just getting up. Just get to your feet, take the shot, you know, take that risk to get to your feet because, you know, he was defending really well. Yep. Uh, I mean, um, yeah, which was really interesting. But the big thing from the Pantoja-Royval fight that I got potty was the Two judges had it 50-45, so yeah. straight sets to Pantoja. For me, that stinks because in the fifth round at least, Brandon Royval just boxed the ears off Pantoja, moving around the octagon for a good two and a half to three minutes of that. Pantoja got the takedown due to Royval sort of slipping. Um, it was a bit of a scramble, a slip, and he, he got the take down. He just held that position, mm. you know, and finished the fight on top. So the reason why I think it stinks is because it tells us that despite teeing off on the boxing and the stand-up, judges are, the judges in this instance have obviously weighted the wrestling so much more valuable yeah, okay. than Roy Val doing work on the feet. Yeah. And as a fighter who likes exciting fights, that stinks. Yeah, like, okay. you know, you can't just take someone or fall into a, a luckless position by, you know, getting the takedown due to a mistake and then lay in that position, do no damage whatsoever, and then that be scored higher than somebody absolutely carving you up on the feet for three minutes. You know, yeah. so I left a bit of a, you know, you could do a... You know, a 49-46, mm, yeah, but 50-45, yeah. not for me. Like, yeah. that's – yeah, that was that was tough. But, um, yeah, and in the main event, mate, the last one, uh, the Don was in the house. Mm. Donald Trump. Trumpy. Yeah, he come down to, to see the fights. Um, you know, there was a lot of hype and heading into this one. Um, Colby Covington is a, a very big shit talker. Um Obviously, he made a reference to Leon Edwards, you know, deceased father in the press mm. conference. And, you know, you don't need to do that. Yeah, like, yeah. it doesn't, you know, it's one of those things. It's what Colby does, but you don't need to do that. Yeah. Um, the fight's still sold. However, um, you know, Leon Edwards, I mean, this was a one way beating <coughs> with Leon <coughs> swinging the hammer. You know, he was all over. Colby Covington during that fight, even to the point where it was, at the end of it, it was like he was playing with his food. 
you know, it was basically just controlling it. So Colby sort of got a half takedown, couldn't hold the position. Leon bounced back to his feet and then he went back and took Colby down because he's an all-American wrestler. Yeah, he's right. Like, I would speak your own game. Yeah. It was almost like, you know, Leon was just <coughs> doing things for a specific reason. Mm. Yeah. Um, but anyway, you know, Colby was game. He had minimum success. You know, it was a it was a pretty pretty straightforward victory for Edwards, and geez, he looks good at at one seventy. He'll be very very hard to beat. Yeah, yeah. But um, bit of boxing, mate. Did you catch any of that? Oh, I caught a very little bit of it, but um, that was because there was <laughs> a very little bit of it on offer. <laughs> yes, Jake Paul. Yes, the problem child. Yeah, well, he's uh, suffering some problems his own way at the moment, isn't he? Yeah. So this was an intro. Did you know this fight was happening? Uh, no. No, neither did I. No. Yeah, it was um, – obviously, I knew it was coming. It just snuck up on the fact that, you know, I knew he was fighting Andre August. Yeah. Um, this is obviously a, you know, let's get a let's get a boxer in here. Yeah. Andre August is um, – I think he had about 11 fights. He's got a winning record, so yeah. – can box. Yeah. Um, has had a bit of time between his fights when you look at his record. Um, probably was really active, I think, in about 2019 and 2017. Yeah. But in between those times, he, he hasn't been active at all. Um, but the finish, mate. Mm. The finish. I mean, iced him with the uppercut. Yeah. So when I um, – social media was all over this. Yeah. Um, and what you were – what I was sort of reading suggested that this brings more credibility to Jake Paul as a professional boxer because he's beaten a boxer. Mm. How does that lean with you? No. No. It doesn't change anything. Yeah. Because you're trying to please the unpleasable. Yeah. You know, Jake Paul, I've got all the respect in the world for Jake Paul. He gets in the ring and he fights. Yeah. You know, if Nate Diaz, Tyron Woodley, like these guys are professional. They've Their careers have been fighting and he's been able to box them. Yeah. Tommy Fury is grown up in gloves, like with gloves on his on his fists. Yeah. You know, but Jake Paul is in a, an area or in a realm where he's never going to get that Adoration. He's never going to get that respect. So keep beating up people that are going to give you the biggest paycheck. Yeah. You know, it doesn't have to be a boxer. You can go now, oh, well, I beat a boxer. There are are thousands of boxers in this world that Jake Paul can beat. Yeah, I don't think it's coming from the Jake Paul camp, this uh, this chat. This is just the trolls online. And you're never going to make those people happy. No. So you've got to accept that. And, you, you, you know, and to do that, you've got to get paid for your work. Yeah. Yeah, you know, they're never gonna. Then you know, their haters are gonna hate. And as far as getting paid for your work, he does it better than most. Yeah, mm. and you can get better pay mm. if you get better names. Yeah, they don't have to box. Yeah, they don't have to be a boxer. Oh, uh, and as you said, they can fight. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah they're yeah, coming yeah. from more of a fight background than him. Oh, like absolutely. he's just yeah. He's um like he's an athlete, yeah. but he's put. But you just got to if you're Jake Paul, you know, you've got to come to terms with the fact that you're never going to make yeah the online environment pleased. Mm. You know, uh, headline of the week, mate. What do you got? Uh, not fitting the bill anymore. Belichick on the out um at uh, New England Patriots. Mm. That's what the that's what seems to be doing the rounds at the moment, mate. We're going to be seeing the end of that relationship, which spans back. 20-odd years and uh, how many? Seven Super Bowls or six yeah. Super Bowls. So, you know, they are, they have not been anywhere near a powerhouse since Tom Brady left, maybe yeah. four or five years ago now. Um, and, so, and, a, and a franchise like that got so used to winning. Mm, yeah, yeah, that's and right. Competing. And competing. Yeah, so um, 
look, I, I don't think that uh, relationship is going to be around for too much longer. And you know, mm. fair uh, for Bill, I don't know. Would you like? There are other options out there, I'm sure. Like, oh. would you? But you know, it might be a good time. I mean, he might just want to go pro at kissing his daughter. Yeah, <laughs> on the lips. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Right. You've earned everything in the. You've, yeah. you've won everything in the game. Like it's you're done if you you Belichick. You, yeah. you know if if your time at the Patriots is over, you move on. But I mean, it's not gonna you know, it's not gonna tarnish his his legacy. No. I mean, he's one of the greats. No, you know, like it's. Mm. Yeah. Right, mate. What about your headline? Um, all that shit talk for nothing, mate. Yeah. Mitchell Johnson, and all the all the yappers out there. Mate, David Warner's just come in, first innings, 160. So or even the questions that I posed here at the Sports Attention where I said, oh, well, if he doesn't score, he yeah. might be in trouble coming in. He, one innings. That's all yeah. you've got to do, score runs. Yeah. Um, they were asking Mitchell Johnson about it because he was doing some commentary in a roundabout yeah. way and he didn't look happy with the questions coming his way. And I thought, Mitch, if you are going to put yourself out there, even if it is for a paycheck, yeah. and make those sort of comments, if someone's going to come back and have a chop at you about it and a dig about it because you got it wrong, you need to be, you need to be copped on the chin. But how much more respect would you have for someone like Mitch Johnson if Mitch sat there and went, mate, he come out, he answered his critics. Yeah, you know, I put it, I put the questions out there, and it's not a, I put it out there in a way that was controversial that you know mm. it sold papers this that and the other uh because of our personal relationship that we have but at the end of the day he's gone out and he scored 160 yeah so, definitely i mean like, he's it's his day today yeah well done you could just mm. tell that from his reaction that um article that's been put out there and certainly the reaction after it is more than just a professional um dialogue between the two now it's yeah. it's you know it's gotten too personal and so what you are saying potty the fight is on. The fight is on. The fight is on. We 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 proposed it, put it out there. George Rose, Dave Warner versus no Mitch limits Johnson. Bo- boxing. Yep. Dave Warner, Mitch Johnson, make it happen. Yep. Mm. I like it, mate. Um, speaking about um, flogging a dead horse, mate. Uh, not enough football. The new Club World Cup is going to take place in twenty twenty five. Mm. It's going to take place over 29 days in summer and yep. it's going to contain 32 club teams. I mean, does someone have to die? Yep. What are we doing? Like you uh, have the Euros. Or like, yep. like so we're speaking European football. Yeah. Continental football. You have the Euro Championships national competition, which happens every four years. Yep. The World Cup, which happens the other f- other. Yeah, so basically major tournaments on a two-year cycle. So now what we're going to do is we're going to jam a Club World Cup somewhere in the middle of Mm. that. So there will possibly, in a four-year cycle, Olympics as well, if you're a young player. Yeah. In a four-year cycle, you're going to have one off-season where you don't have football. Like, does somebody have to die? Well, that's... Yeah. You're just absolutely ruining these people. Like yeah. you're just playing it and it's not for oh geez, it's great. We you know, three sixty five days a year you can just watch the beautiful game. No, it's about fattening your wallet. Yeah, exactly. It's like, it's got nothing to do with um oh it's just, you know, as you said, let's watch the beautiful game every single day of the year. It's oh no, if we put more games on, we could sell that. Yeah. And it's FIFA. Yeah. FIFA going 
well, why does the Champions League have their big tournament and we as FIFA don't have a big tournament for clubs? Yeah. Let's Let, do it. Let's call it the World Cup. The Club World the Cup. The Club World mm. Cup. Work and on that, by the now, way. Now, what's going to happen too is like players, they're going to be so burnt out after a big season. Mm. And, I mean, what we're going to do is we're just going to, you know, we're going to play until they drop dead. Yeah. Yeah. Good idea. Uh, no. <laughs> I mean, will I watch it? Absolutely. Yeah. I'm going to watch it. But do I want, do I think that this solves player welfare, you know, all that shit? I mean, it's just dumb. Yep. I agree, yeah. mate. I agree. But anyway. Um, Rightio, mate. Multis. What yeah, mate. Got? So, um, my, my multi prediction coming up, uh, Davey Warner to finish his test career. Oh, he's going on again. High. And get a century at the G in the next test on Boxing Day. Now, he's done very well uh, at the G on Boxing Day. Okay. Uh, Historically, like, I think he might have five centuries there Mm. on Boxing Day. Uh, Particularly if um, he can get out there on the first day, I feel like he's going to get that century. Generally, it's a good batting wicket on day one Mm. on Boxing Day. Yep. Um, So, um, yeah, a nice little strip there. As far as the end result goes, I mean... Mm. I don't see it going any other way. I mean, Pakistan struggled in their second innings the other day. Mm, They Mm. did. They did. Um, Aussies to do it easy in Melbourne, so I'll back you on that one. So if you wanted to have a little bit of a parlay, multi it up. So they'll do it easy. But if you want to get a bit of Andu Comanche in the uh, Sydney to Hobart. Oh, yes. Oh, because we can't forget the Sydney to Hobart. No, we can't forget day. about that. We so cover all things sport. About a dollar sixty. Dollar yep. sixty. So good odds for yep. the for the, the super maxi. Yeah. Um look, that'll fatten up your odds. Mm. Okay. But if you really, really wanted to get into it, um, and you want to get into the fights, mate, Anthony Joshua and Deontay Wilder are both fighting. Yep. So um Anthony Joshua versus Otto Wilder. And um, Deontay Wilder's fighting Joseph Parker. Yep. They've already agreed to their big fight after that. So yep. I would assume that if you wanted to get a bit of a multi, get on both of those boys because I, I can't see them losing. Uh, they're, they're set up, you know, there's a lot a lot mm. of risk if they do lose, but I just can't see that happening. So I'm thinking Anthony Joshua, Deontay Wilder would be a de- decent little parlay there. However, do it all. Put them all in there. Aussies, Ancho Comanche, Ando Comanche, sorry. Mm. And um, Anthony Joshua, Deontay Wilder. Give yourself a nice little Christmas present. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, guaranteed. Guaranteed money. Easy. Mm. All right, mate. Now. The big one. The big one. The penis of the week. What do you have, mate? The penis of the week. Me this week. Um, The seasonal press conference. So did you watch the seasonal press conference? It's in the UFC. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they have this seasonal press conference where coming into a new season, um, you know, they have a few of the big cards coming, hmm. so the big fights, and they'll obviously get those fighters up on, you know, and do a press conference where they can sort of build up and looking forward into that one. Um, they usually do a massive one going into the summer season. Yep, okay. And, um, but anyway... They've had, so they've got um, Sean O'Malley versus Cheeto Vera, Sugar Sean, 
Um, Falkonovsky versus Ilya Tapuria and Sean Strickland versus Drikus Duplessis. So they've got these guys in the room. So in the press conference, they've pumped it on the back of the UFC card this week in Vegas. Mate, it was the most cringiest affair that I've ever seen. Like, Volk doesn't talk much. Like, Volk's pretty straightforward. It's like, you know, and you can talk a bit of shit. He's going back and forward. But at the end of the day, we're going to fight. What happened on the other gentleman's behalf was I think it did more bad than good in terms of having that press conference so first and foremost Sean Strickland just went full Sean Strickland Mm. and just started talking about you know other blokes letting people have sex with their wives and it would just it just went down a really really dark path and nobody up on the table who was talking had the intelligence to be able to draw it back to a professional realm and actually make it sellable to the public they just let it ride and it turned into an absolute shit show you know and it was it was cringy to watch you're watching it and you're just going oh mate like fucking take the turn their mics off would you like just get them in for a face off yeah that'll sell the fights you know, Drickus Duplessis, you know, he was back and forth. So, anyway, Sean O'Malley previously in the past has said he's in an open relationship with his wife. So then Sean Strickland says, oh, you know, you let people fuck your wife. And then Sean O'Malley said, oh, yeah, you, your dad, you know, assault, sexually assaulted you. And, like, because he's oh, talked yeah. about it in the past where he said that he'd had a lot of childhood trauma. It's like, what are we doing yeah. here? Boys, come on. Like, we're trying to sell a fight. It is, yeah. oh, I mean, it's Jerry Springer. That's turning people off. It's not bringing people in. Absolutely. And you got, you know, consummate professionals like Volk just sitting there just going, mate, this is chaos. This isn't selling my fight for me. No. Can you, yeah. You know, it was bad, mate. So everyone who was involved in that shit show, penis of the week. Penis of the week. You know, do better. Do better than that. that and then obviously it kicked off yesterday with Sean Strickland because he's punched on with, Drickus Duplessis in the fight. So at UFC 296, did you see the video there? So yeah. they're mouthing off at each other and then he's jumped over and they've started, you know, he started throwing punches and I was like, go and train, boys. Yeah. <laughs> go and get ready. You're going to get paid to do that down the track. Like, yeah. oh. But anyway, yeah. Penis of the week, the lot of you. Penis of the week. Uh, mate, what do you got, mate? Mate, for me, uh, I just had to reflect back on... Um, the old fortune tellers when we were thinking about Bubba Venga <laughs> earlier. Anyone who's put... Bubba Venga? Are you talking about Nostradamus of the Balkans? I am talking about Nostradamus of the Balkans, mate. Look, anyone who's putting much stock in those, anyone who lets that these sort of predictions get you down, fuck me. <laughs> you are the penis of the week. Fair enough. Oh, mate. Oh, uh, what what's some of the tarot card readers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Those sorts of things. The yeah. old crystal ball yeah. and you know just the, the palm readers. Yeah, palm readers. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. I mean, or just live life. Just you know, go with the flow. Yeah, I've never seen any of these. Um, you know, people stand. You know, giving me the tip for the Melbourne Cup on the first yeah. Tuesday in November. Well, there was only one bloke who ever had that uh, opportunity, and um, what was his name? Old Buck Bud. Biff, Biff, <laughs> we did that last time. Biff from Back to the Future when he had oh, the ball. Oh, good old Biff. Yeah, Biff. Anyway, all right. Penises are locked and loaded. Um, 
And we're done, mate. We're done. We're done. All right, a little bit of a break over Christmas. Mm. We'll be back f- early in the new year. So for all of our listeners and viewers at home, get a like, get a subscribe, download. You're going to get in the car this holiday. Yeah, download, get it download, done. Listen. Catch up on all the episodes. Uh, get in the comments. Send us some Christmas cheer. Anything happening in the sports world over that time, send it through. Anything that's caught your eye, send it through. We'll get it on the show and uh, we'll get into that collaborative discussion. All good, mate? Loving it, mate. Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas, everyone. Thanks for joining us for the ride this year. We'll be back next year. Um, Ready to go, chomping at the bit. Chomping at the bit. And for all of our listeners up in Wee War, home of the Panthers, we say goodnight. And farewell.